0: Well, 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 well. for a 3-10 and football team, we certainly seem to have a whole lot to talk about, and some of it is extra spicy these days here on Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Make sure you sign up now, fanduel.com slash sixrings to take advantage of their fabulous same-game parlay offers. No sweat first bets, and don't forget our special offer, Hashtag fade Fitzy. Whatever I end up betting on, all you got to do is bet against it. Chances are you're gonna win a whole lot and help yourself to a very merry and mirthful holiday season. We're brought to you as always by Weei Odyssey and 2400 Sports. On today's program, gee whiz, for a midweeker, we got uh, this thing is just packed tighter than Cousin Eddie's Winnebago right now. We have some Bill Belichick comments on a recently signed away player, as well as his current job status that you're not going to want to miss. we got a mailbag, a Santa's bag, chock full of questions from you, the Pats people, and Foxborough faithful as to what in the hell is going on in Foxborough and who's going to be there to steer the ship after January 7th. And then, get this, our guy Mike Cadlick, the WBEI, he's currently the beat reporter again. He's not the beat down reporter because the Patriots recently won a game. Mike Cadlick caught up with the man, of the hour himself NBC Sports Boston's Tom E Curran to ask him about his now famous report which has it's teetering on going global it went viral at the start of the week now it's gone national they're even talking about it this morning on Good Morning America and Beyond so if it's making the morning TV shows in the rounds I think it bears addressing so Cadillac caught up with Tom Curran on the state of the Patriots his <clears throat> it's not a report oh it's, it's not a important. report Now, is it a report? Where are we? Just let's let's define that. Here's the first mailbag question. Fitzy Gfy coming to you from his uh, trash hole office studio. (laughs) When someone says they've heard something, and then they present it to an audience at large, is that considered a report? Because
1: if you are an insider
0: and you have a long trusted
1: history of covering the sport, the beat, the whatever you want to talk about. And you say you've had conversations and those conversations led you to the belief idea that the decision has been made i'm sorry i have to trust you at your word that those conversations were with relevant people you trusted the information enough to share it publicly on your large platform so therefore it's a report and tom curran's report is that the decision was made to move on from bill belichick after the loss to the colts in germany now He's backtracked a little bit since, and people will even hear his own words uh, later in his discussion with Cadillac. But to me, he reported that these are the final four games of Bill Belichick's tenure running the New England Patriots.
0: That's what I took away. It's as simple as that, that when I first listened to the audio Tuesday, uh, it came across as clear as day, just like uh, transparent as freshly made glass. This is the end for Bill Belichick. The frustrations, the t- whether it was flaring tempers, aggregated frustrations, pent-up annoyance, whatever. A- after the German, like, if the, if it was a, that's it, I can't take it anymore. Uh, if that was said, then that's what's going to be done. I mean, we all say things like, you don't just run around like, I want a divorce. What? No, I mean, I, I didn't really mean. And they, that comes from a certain place. And then you don't just get to walk it back. And right. you can't say that on television knowing that you have a website, people read popular Twitter feeds and people that are dying for any little, uh, little nugget of information now, because there is so much mystery coming off of last weekend when a very popular national sports television show was in Foxborough talking to the players at large, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and Pat McAfee says, we all know what you got to do. And you know, I, I don't envy you. I mean, like, Are we swinging the executioner's axe or not? Are we dropping the guillotine or no? And I do think that the McAfee comments
1: um, tie in are relevant to the discussion because you have two people, one who's a former NFL player who has a massive platform, who talks to a lot of people, and the other, a trusted insider who are saying the same thing in different ways in the course of a three-day span, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so the people that are supposed to be in the know or pretend to be in the know or act like they're in the know, seem like they know something. So I'm going to assume they know what they're talking about. Otherwise, forever again, when I hear them, I'll think maybe they're full of crap.
0: Yeah, you lose, like, this is a, a risky proposition. Side note, you said you've got two people, and I'm so conditioned to hear something else. I was like, Is this this time for you people? No, no. Don't be so sensitive. I said two people. No, I don't mind. Please. Whatever you see here now, just completely. I'll get to you people at some point later. Wonderful. And we look forward to that very much. And I continue to beg the people in the basement of our building in Brighton to please find a sponsor for you people. Because it gets brought up so frequently, it would get significant airtime and laundry. And yes, I know my image froze there. My internet is absolutely garbage this morning. I apologize if there's any. Digital breakups in our podcast and presentation today. uh Yeah, you can't say that that many times. You can't have Dan Orlovsky say that a few weeks ago. Like, oh, I've heard it's uh the destination's been picked and everything. Really? Oh, well, I mean, oh, AI. Hey, 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 listen, let Sean Stilato and Tommy DeVito and the DeVito family do with the oh, AI. Hey, like that's what they do. If you're gonna say something, stand behind it or don't say it at all because. You run a significant risk of being lumped into the "boy who cried Wolfgang. gang, uh, and and then no one's ever going to believe you again. And when you base your career on people believing you and trusting you at your word on something as significant as the future of the people uh, who have orchestrated or been uh, in heavily involved in the greatest sports dynasty in the last century, you may want to actually, you may want to actually watch your words. So, we'll get to that a little bit more later. And don't forget, Mike Cadillac, later on in the podcast with Tom. E. Curran Uh, now this morning, uh, Wednesday, December 13th, 2023, Bill Belichick had his usual midweek presser. Of course, he's on to Kansas City Chiefs time. Big, big game this Sunday. Big one. Chiefs are stumbling. Patriots won a game recently. Tay Tay may be in the house, but there are some other pressing matters that Bill Belichick addressed first. Like, for example, the loss of uh, somebody that has been quite a polarizing figure in Patriots nation this year, Andy Malik Cunningham. That's right. On Tuesday, Malik Cunningham officially departed once and for all the new England Patriots. He was on the practice squad. He was released. He was back on the practice squad. He was elevated to the roster. He was back on the practice squad. He was signed to the 53 man. He was released. He went back to the practice squad. He was elevated. Once again, he was back to the practice squad, my guy. And then finally he was rescued from this madness. He was officially signed to the Baltimore Ravens 53-man roster on Tuesday, putting an end to his time in Foxborough. Bill Belichick addressed the matter this morning, saying, uh, answering a question, I'm not sure if it was from Doug Kider or, or whomever. Anyway, the pool of Pat's reporters at large asked him, was an effort made to retain the services of Malik Cunningham? And Bill Belichick said, yes. However, Baltimore sold him on Malik Cunningham being an ideal fit in that offense and that being the right system for him as a quarterback. Obviously, his his uh, his mentor, his idol, if you will, Lamar Jackson, is there thriving this season under Todd Munkin. Lamar Jackson, um, he's the A-value brand, and to a lot of people, Malik Cunningham is sort of like the store brand uh, version of the premium product that is Lamar Jackson. They're Louisville guys. It makes all the sense in the world. But what a bummer that we never got anything more than that fun preseason run and then a lot of questions about Malik Cunningham and Foxborough. Yeah, Malik mania was the most unfulfilling mania that I've ever seen. Because Oh, wait, hold on. Was that worse? Okay, what was worse? Uh, The hype behind behind, uh, Capone's vault, the Dan and Dave marketing campaign of the 90s in the Olympics when neither of them even qualified for the decathlon, or Malik mania in Foxborough?
1: I'm going to say Malik mania. Malik mania might be the worst of all time because the season has sucked for the most part. So like there was an opportunity if you had any desire to get him, I mean, the wide receivers suck and the quarterbacks have sucked. Basically Bailey Zappy had a nice half last week. But other than that, we've been looking for something at the two positions that Malik plays wide uh-huh. receiver and quarterback. And if you go to pro football reference for his Patriots career, it shows one game, one sack, five yards lost that's the totality of his stat line for his career as a member of the new england patriots that was a sack in las vegas when he was that weird backup role when mac was on a short leash but was really on the longest leash ever because he didn't really have a backup who was ready to play very much the whole thing um and i feel bad i i think it's great for him Same. Like he, it, it's you know he was he entertained me this summer in his cockiness um and i don't say that in a bad way he made comments of like you know i I saw what Julian Edelman did here in his transition, and I'm a better athlete, so I figured it was a good spot for me. Like, he had a little air of arrogance to him that I enjoyed that I think you probably need if you're going to transition from quarterback to wide receiver, whatever. Now, I know a lot of people now look at it and say, well, they actually screwed him. If they had just made him a quarterback all along, maybe he would have been ready to play, and maybe he would have mm-hmm. played here. Um, and obviously, the system and the ability to be just a like a – Like this is a stage production. He's now the stand-in. He's now ready to go. Like
0: if he's a clone, like right off the line, like not as good. Right? No, no, no. But like you don't expect he's a sequel. You know they always say like if a if a sequel earns sixty percent of the original at the box office, it's considered a massive success. If he could, let's say Lamar goes down as opposed to Snoop Huntley, now you get uh, maybe Huntley's still the backup this year, but like you take time. Pro Bowler. Pro Bowler. Snoop Hunt, excuse me, if pro respect on the damn man's name, pro Butler, just like uh, he was almost a backup to pro bowler Mac Jones in New England, and now he gets to be a backup to pro bowler Snoop Huntley in Baltimore. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Why Baltimore didn't make a bigger effort to get him in the first place. I don't know. Maybe they did, but maybe because New England offered him the equivalent of a king's ransom as far as UDFAs go with $200,000 guaranteed. Back in May of 2023, I can see why he came here. And obviously, the Patriots needed an infusion of talent at quarterback and receiver, yet he got no meaningful reps. I can't help but wonder, the same way we've been led to believe Bailey Zappi must stink out loud and and suck on ice this year because he didn't have the confidence of his coach and coordinator earlier and got released, came back, and it took forever for him to take over for Mac Jones, who is clearly broken and a shell of a man and a quarterback now that maybe we're going to see Malik Cunningham go somewhere else, make some plays, and that's going to leave Pats Nation in a Bob Lobel. Hey, how come we can't get guys like that whirlpool? Once again, that that does clearly exist, Andy. I do just want to share real quick before I get your final thoughts on this. Um, Mark Daniels and other Patriots reporters did share, as did Mike Cadlick, a number of screenshots of stories from Patriots players. Now, we liked and wanted to see more of Malik Cunningham around here. However, people aren't really that interested in our Instagram stories. However, uh you had Mac Wilson Sr. saying happy and sad at the same time. Love you for life, little bro. Uh go have fun and be great. Trent Brown, go flourish where your talent is respected, little brata. Wow. That's
1: the big one. To me, that's, that's the big one. clearly he was Ooh. loved
0: by his teammates.
1: Clearly, he had a nice relationship with a lot of guys, but that's the one. <laughs> And I said this to our buddy Rich Keefe last night. Trent Brown didn't say that to Malik Cunningham, even though he's atting Malik. He's saying that to the world. He wants the world to see what he thinks of Malik Cunningham and what he thinks of the lack of respect that was given to Malik uh-huh. Cunningham in New England by Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien. I'm not going to put specific names on it, but the, the, the organization we will say the yeah, organization, the yeah. organization, because. If he wanted to say that to Malik Cunningham, I'm guessing he has his text and could just text him or FaceTime him or whatever. Yeah. Like, he wanted this publicly unveiled. If I had
0: something personal to share with you, I probably wouldn't do it right now. Not right. that we have the same audience right. as Trenton Brown's Instagram, but right. I'd probably do it off air, as they like to say in the industry. No, um, he
1: wanted this to speak to the world. He wanted this thought out there. And, you know, it's obviously, in my opinion, a shot at the organization and the, the powers that be, at the people that oversee. Doesn't mean he's right. Trent Brown's wrong in a lot of ways uh, over mm-hmm. the course of his career. The way he's and he loved, but it what a
0: what what a curious relationship because he he talks about how much he loves Belichick, how much he loves Scar, of course. But those those days are long gone. He loves Belichick, respects him, thanks him for giving him the chance, blah blah blah, and then takes organizational shots like this. It's just again all of these signs. Now I'm just going to try to like start doing math or following the money, as they say. All of this points to me towards all uh, points towards organizational chaos and a lot of dis- disconnects and disrespect. That's just going to make me think a flush is what's going to be necessary at the end of the year. But that's the next topic. Anyway, a couple others, Uh, God show. Congrats, bro. Go crazy. Excited for what the future holds for you from Dietrich. Uh, he loves him. Uh, you had Bentley. You deserve it, bro. You deserve it all. Congrats. Um, Judon. No, 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 no. Bring bro back. Like these guys absolutely loved him. Um, chase greatness and, from Thor. Yeah, I mean, like, I, so if all these guys are like, this guy is an athlete. This guy could be a playmaker, but it's cool that he's over here doing nothing, and now he's got a chance to go flourish. Like, what do they see? What do they see on the sidelines and in the coaches' box at Foxborough, Andy? That the rest of the world clearly doesn't, or vice versa.
1: They see what they want to see, which is a uh, talented young athlete who can do certain things. And I think Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick and those guys see a talented young athlete that can do certain things, but those things are not what we're looking for our quarterbacks to do. We built a certain platform here for Mac Jones and a certain style of quarterback. And that's why I don't necessarily, just because there's a little, I'm going to make a comparison that you didn't see coming in this podcast. Whoa, hold on one second.
0: Let me just, all right, I'm braced.
1: There is going to be a lot of Tom Brady in the, Malik Cunningham transitioned to Baltimore Andy what the hell are you talking about why are you comparing Malik Cunningham and Tom Brady they couldn't be further apart right right oh sure no but what will be the same is just because it worked for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay doesn't mean it would have worked the next year for Tom Brady in New England he wasn't going to win the Super Bowl in New England it's a different atmosphere a different opportunity and a different setup I think the same is true for Malik Cunningham he may eventually get on the field this year next year behind lamar jackson and find success that's in the ravens offense that's doing la marvelous things for the baltimore mm-hmm. offense where they're not necessarily asking him to go through pre-snap reads and make sure you get us in the best play and i'll change out of this and audible to that and then blah 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 post-snap no no, no. it's okay to have one read and then be an athlete it's okay mm-hmm. to run the like so you know what i mean like just because he a has thousand, a thousand percent yes Doesn't mean he would have had success in Bill
0: O'Brien, Bill Belichick's New England offense here. You're not, he's, uh, maybe it wouldn't work here. So they took a chance on trying to create a new Edelman-like project. For some reason, the patience ran thin or somebody else seized on the Patriots' indecisiveness. He can now go succeed there. Doesn't mean he would necessarily be a success in Denver or Detroit. Like Baltimore might be the perfect fit. And again, that's what Belichick said. They sold him on being the perfect fit. And he's, he's not wrong. He's absolutely right. And it makes all the sense in the world to all of us. Um, best of luck, Malik. Uh, we were looking forward to seeing more of what you could have done. And now we get a chance to see it just in colors that I absolutely hate. Hey, you know what? When he throws it, if, when, if and when Lamar gets hurt and he throws a touchdown to Zay Flowers, um, what can I burn down? Not, not my house. Uh, something's getting broken. Shit's you getting effed up. Cunningham jersey? You got a Jersey, right? You can go in the backyard and burn a Cunningham. Jersey, I haven't. Why would I burn? That's disrespectful to him. I'm not a Jersey burner. I haven't bought a you never Jersey anything out of dis uh, as a sign of protest, a t-shirt, a Jersey, anything? No, never. Really? I'm not one of those guys. I think that's very disrespectful. That's for sure. Yeah. You would do that for cheap clicks on your what? Uh, socials. Oh my God. Listen that's what to you people you. did. Ah, Oh, there it is. Once again, see it lumping me into the pile of, of the Pats Populi. And those aren't even real fans. I never would wear, I wouldn't wear a bag over my head. There's gimmicks and stunts along the way, but I like to be a little more original, unique, or creative with them. Thank you very little, sir. Thank you. And and I said good day. Slams door. All right. Uh, also, Bill Belichick spoke this morning about his future and a certain report Mm. Or rather, was it a report? Some words offered by someone who appears on our radio station regularly who also has a popular Patriots podcast, who is a trusted insider in Patriots Nation. That, of course, being NBC Sports Boston's Tom E. Curran. Just in case you haven't heard the audio yet, we'll have producer Justin Turpin drop it in now. This is from Monday night, early edition. Tom Curran sitting with Phil Perry and Trenny on the set. Uh... And he relays words that sounds like he was pretty confident standing behind as it pertains to the future of Bill Belichick in Foxborough.
2: When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were going to play out the string. And at the end of the year, there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons. I think, and I was told this specifically, but the main one being don't fire Bill Belichick during the season. It's just not gonna happen. Additionally though, he's an asset. He's under contract for another year, which we reported after ESPN or NFL media reported there was a long-term extension in place that would keep Bill locked up long-term. It's only through next year. So that would not be an impediment to them changing course. And it had gone too far. The Germany game, the Commander's game, the Saints game. All huge marquee games. And then there was a Chargers game after that. Just because they won last week in Pittsburgh in prime time I don't think it quells anything.
0: All right. I'm sorry, Andy. When I hear that, I think it is, just, it is fait complete. Like it is stone cold lock of the week. Like it is done ski, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, Gwyneth and Chris Martin. They are uncoupling. And I can understand after the Germany game being embarrassed on an international stage, your team only scores six points. And the other scheme, other team scores as many points as it was years. It took Robert Kraft to get that game together. To say that's obviously this isn't working. Um, but to then say, like, oh, it's not a report, like, well, then don't say it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think he's reporting it and I trust him. I believe he had conversations How with certain people that led him to believe that the decision had already been made. So, I mean, I guess minds can always change i guess that's you know the the sort of out he's giving himself just in case the powers that be decide that yeah i was emotional back then and i'm less emotional now i don't know whatever but yeah no i believe that the report is that after the germany game the crafts and it has to be the crafts because the crafts are the ones that make the decision robert Kraft and jonathan Kraft. um
0: man that concession worker went
1: off and i was like he heard something and i knew it right i was like putting on my little
0: reporter pad
1: No, this is this is a respected reporter and Patriots insider who was given every indication that and this is a month ago now. Right. We're talking about early November um, that took place in Germany. So we're talking about for over a month, final two plus months of the season. The Crafts knew what they had to do, what they're going to do to put it in sort of uh, Pat McAfee parlance that. uh, Yeah, that Bill Belichick's now playing out the string as the head coach of the New England Patriots. Now, Curran did painted as it's going to be a parting of the ways, right? A mutual parting of the ways, Mm -hmm. which I don't really care about. That doesn't really, I don't care whether you fire him, he retires, you mutually part ways, you trade him. All we care about is there's going to be a new man or multiple new men, new bosses, new people running. And you've had this week, Gerard Mayo talking about like, yeah, he'd like to continue his coaching career in new England and blah, blah, blah. Like we can piece together all the other aspects of this, but, From our purposes moving forward, as you said, what is it, January 7th when we start doing podcasts that are true off-season podcasts?
0: January 7th at 4 p.m., the final six rings post-game show of the season should be an interesting one, uh, to say the least. I wonder wonder if, let me ask you this one, Andrew. Remember Tom Brady's now very, very, very famous or infamous in a lot and many parts of Patriots Nation, post-wildcard defeat to the Titans appearance where he is in a black t-shirt, and referred to the Patriots in third person. Remember, he's like, they have a great team. And everyone's like, oh, he's leaving. Think Belichick will do the same? Uh well, and that would be
1: my spin on this. I actually just posted a column uh, like this. It's like, gross. Uh, you never really knew or thought or expected or accepted that Brady was done, even though a lot of the the paint writing on the wall told you he was done, right? And you never it was really broad
0: brush. It wasn't writing, it was broad
1: brush through. But he jerked us around. He did that. Is he coming or going, you know, Gillette Stadium, walking oh, the, in, walking in. Well, whole...
0: Now I'm thinking of the Hulu ad, and I'm pissed oh, yeah. all over
1: again. Oh, he jerked the fan base around in an inappropriate way, and you people tend to forget things like that. I don't. They leave a mark with me. I think it's disrespectful, and I don't care for it. Um, But I, I would say don't let that happen with Bill. The greatest coach you will ever have coaching your team is done. That is the report he's done. He's got two games left. He's going to face Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, which is the new measuring stick for success in his conference. And then he's going to finish it against appropriately. Maybe the hated jets in the mm-hmm. finale at Gillette stadium. He's no longer going to be the HC of the NEP. And it's going against that team that where it all started the trade and the whole thing, like take this in, accept it for reality. In fact, don't look back and say, I wish I had cheered. I wish I hadn't booed. I wish I hadn't done like, no, no, no. You have a full month of closure here. That's coming. You had to get that weird closure with Brady. Like he came back with Tampa. Then he came back this year for the day. Like now we finally got it. Right, 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 right. This you have a chance to kind of accept the finality of it while it's happening and embrace the great. And like for me, I just wrote this like when he walks away on January 7th, it's not a three-win coach walking away from a miserable season. It's a six-time Super Bowl champion who's leaving for the final time. Like treat it. Th- Forget the present. Acknowledge the history and the greatness. Because I feel like people will regret it if they don't treat it that way. The opportunity yes, to- yes. Like so. Look,
0: we've both. We and say not to th- make things personal here. Like this isn't necessarily something that like needs be said offline, but. We've both lived and lost significantly in this life before, and it blows, and yep. anyone who has, who has lost people of great significance, I, I, I sympathize, my heart goes out to you. It's the worst. Andy and I are members of the lousiest club in the history of the world, and there are many others of you that are as well. That said, when, you le- when, when someone departs uh, the great green ball of nonsense permanently, and you just are left with like, son of a bitch. Why didn't I say this? Or I wish I let him know that. Or I wish I told her this or did that with them. Like, don't. Don't right. be left with those feelings. They suck. They absolutely suck. And so if you're if you're like, well, you know what? I am frustrated with him letting Brady go. The Patricia thing was stupid. And this season has just had my my guts in a knot the whole entire time. Like pasta twirled on a fork. Guess what? It's going to be over. And there are so many DVDs and merchandise and memories and and hugs, and handshakes, and watch parties, and memories at large that you should just embrace wholly. So good column, good good spin, good take by you there, and uh, I'm with you. So um, you know what? Root your balls off Sunday for him to beat Mahomes one last time and frustrate him like a no, few other coordinators have been able to do since Mahomes got in the league. Maybe they can and go out to hope. Denver. You also have
1: hope. like right. Because of what happened on Thursday night, yeah, and because of what happened previous to Thursday night for the the Chiefs, like you have more hope in this game. You've talked about maybe there's a regret of flexing it out of Monday Night Football that this is actually a bo- a potentially entertaining football game. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Patrick Mahomes, ooh, Bailey Zappi. Can he string together two games where he actually scores the football and and makes some plays? So, um, I I think if you go to Gillette Stadium on Sunday afternoon, you go with the the desire or the plan to just cheer, to have fun, to relax, like. What do you got to lose? Don't fixate on the number two pick, which thankfully some stuff has happened that is allowing you to stay in that Mm -hmm. slot. Just just go there. Like if they put Bill on the big board, I'd be cheering. Like I wouldn't even it would be like reactionary. Like I'm just going to cheer Bill every time they put him on the. Oh, damn it. We go three and out for the fifth straight
0: time. Yeah, Bill. (laughs) Like I just I owe you this for everything you did. You were like like a family member for a quart like for a quarter century it's like half my lifetime bill belichick has been the coach of the patriots that's a significant change like these are monumental momentous moments in your human existence so and acknowledge it for what it is hey maybe they'll go out to denver he'll make another great move like in 2003 when they took the safety and snapped it off the crossbar maybe he'll finally go up and sneak one by buffalo one more time he may beat the gd jets who knows maybe not he could go 4 and 0 oh, 0 oh and 4 2 and 2 it's really irrelevant. Right. Just enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it. Enjoy what you got while you got it, folks. Um, because on and on, you
1: sing, yep. song, you
0: it know, should not until ha- it's This it should not have been flexed out. Boy, I bet I bet now NBC is like, ah, we really screwed that pooch. But how would they know? Hey, here it is what it is, or so many people have said famously, or one person in particular in Pat's Nation. All right, there's the old first leg of the podcast addressing the Malik Cunningham situation, Bill Belichick's future in Foxborough, and so much more. Now, let us move on to some of your questions. You people, as Andy likes to call you, I call you the Foxborough faithful, here in the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Mailbag. All right.